now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self-improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day-to-day routine, there's something for everyone. Well, well, you're having an amazing sandwich when suddenly you bite down and taste something bitter and tangy. Ew. You inspect your food and don't see anything unusual. But throughout the day, when you go drink some water or grab a snack, something's still off on your taste buds. You get it checked out, and it turns out you have a gland that's excreting some strange substance. After patiently waiting for the results, you find out you're producing venom like a rattlesnake. Your eyes pop open, and you storm out of the clinic like crazy. Truth is, scientists claim it's possible for humans to produce venom. Hey, if you've been on some social media lately, you might say it's already happening. (laughs) In fact, there are mammals out there that are part of the venomous club, like the platypus, slow loris, and vampire bats. A platypus has venom on short spurs near its hind legs that can be pretty painful for humans and needs extensive care to get rid of. Even though they're cute, they're not to be played with. A slow loris is the only primate to be venomous and gets the award for being the cutest, too. They have small sacs underneath their limbs, which they lick before biting their adversary. They're also endangered and should not be kept as pets, obviously. It's common knowledge vampire bats like the taste of blood. But underneath their sharp teeth and scary looks, they have some venom brewing up. It's not exactly painful like the platypuses or slow lorises, but it acts as a chemical to keep the blood flowing when feeding on their prey. Now don't worry, these winged venomous creatures don't usually feed on humans. But that doesn't mean we're entirely safe. While snakes develop their venom for catching prey, venomous mammals use theirs for defense. Humans develop tools and shelter instead to protect themselves from any kind of threat. Which is why evolution didn't give us fangs for biting or a shell to hide in. Venom even differs from species to species. A desert snake's venom specializes in slowing down prey, since they have the entire desert ground to track it. But snakes that live in rocky mountains or tough terrains have venom that's potent enough to give a good knock to the receiver. There's a study showing that salivary glands, found in almost all creatures, including humans, might determine if we could, one day, have venom glands. And saliva is the common thing that connects the dots. You're running down the street trying to make sense of everything. You're sweating, and the saliva is getting thick in your mouth. But you can even taste the bitter cocktail in your mouth, and it's not something you ate. You find the closest stand and buy some water to drown it out. Ah, no use. After calming down, you go back to the clinic, and they try to explain what happened. Venom systems have evolved many times in history. Scientists studied a group of thousands of genes that can be found in animals with venom glands. And what they learned was those could develop in other animals as well. You can actually find similar toxin components in centipedes and snakes. The venom itself may have a different effect, though. It all comes down to what their glands excrete – special kinds of protein. 
So, by coming up with this protein, any creature with a salivary gland can produce venom. And it happens that you've become the only human on Earth with venom glands. Which means you can't do anything publicly that involves saliva. You freak out once more and run back to where you'd thrown out that bottle of water. After wildly rummaging it for it in a trash can, you finally find it and let out a sigh of relief. People around are staring and snapping pictures. You call your family and tell them the news, but they laugh it off and think you're pranking them. The doctor at the clinic calls you back to study you further, and you agree. Tree frogs seem like peaceful creatures, but some species are actually poisonous. The more colorful they are, the more you should avoid them. Venomous animals are those that use their toxins to hunt their prey. But poisonous animals use them for self-defense so that nothing touches or eats them. Poison dart frogs in South America are among the most poisonous animals in the world. And whatever you do, never go for the gold. The golden poison dart frog is one of the biggest threats out there. Look at its tiny yellow head. They've been around for centuries, scaring the locals around with their amazing colorful patterns and tiny little hops. Water hemlock seems like your everyday plant growing on the roadside, but don't even think of putting a strand of it between your teeth. Water hemlock's been deemed the most violently toxic plant in North America. Ironically, it's also part of the carrot family. Nightshades are quite famous and even made their way in one of Shakespeare's plays. They may look like tasty little berries you'd find in a fruit stand, but they're far from that. Even touching them can be pretty nasty if you're not careful. It's unlikely that we'll develop venom anytime soon, or at all, for that matter. Evolution has proven that animals can even stop producing venom since it relies on the special proteins from nature rather than genes. There are species of sea snakes that have venom glands but can't use them anymore. Their diets switch from fish to eggs, which don't need any venom to hunt them down. We can look at our own bodies and witness evolution in the process. I mean, not literally right now, that would take forever. But our ancestors used to live in situations where they could turn from predator to prey in a second. Living in the open savanna had its disadvantages, since you were like an open buffet to anything that wanted a snack. We have tiny muscles around our ears that are so weak that only few people are able to move them. They're there to show we had the ability to turn our ears in the direction of a sound source, just like a rabbit in a field. This helped us to both escape danger and find hiding prey. Almost all mammals have whiskers. It's so common that you even named your cat whiskers. Only platypuses, anteaters, and humans don't have any. Whiskers are hypersensitive antennae that can help animals with their surroundings and in tough environments. Think of this as an X-ray vision for mammals, minus the cool sci-fi tech. If an animal was in a pitch-dark environment and couldn't hear anything, then whiskers could navigate them out of there. Humans do have tiny muscles on our upper lips where whiskers would be, but we grew out of that. Some evolutionary traits are out of our control, like the ability to have goosebumps when cold or listening to an amazing song. The average human lost their thick coat of fur used for insulation. The tiny muscles under our skin contract when we're exposed to certain situations, and it's most likely our hairy ancestors used it to become warmer. Nobody loves trips to the dentist, but over time, we might lose at least one reason to do it – wisdom teeth. Sadly, they don't make you any wiser, but rather bring you discomfort and even sleepless nights. 
Ancient humans didn't have dentists at all, so nature took care of that for them. With time, molars would wear out and crumble from all the chewing. So the third molars, aka wisdom teeth, grew just in time to become a replacement for the old and useless ones. Since we all evolved from vertebrate creatures, or animals with spines, both humans and apes, like chimps and gorillas, have tailbones at the bottom of their spinal columns. Dogs have it for wagging their tails. Monkeys use it as an extra arm when climbing trees. And cheetahs need it when speeding and making quick-shifting turns hunting down prey. According to scientists, no early member of the human species had a tail, especially since we started walking upright. The future of human evolution will be joint with technology, according to some opinions. We may be able to merge our brains with supercomputers and even a cloud type of storage. Hey, my brain has been cloudy for years already. Technology may even increase our lifespans and improve mobility, making walking less and less important compared to what we have today.